on today's episode of Life with Hula. I'm going to say something that I never thought I would ever say. There's a French fry that is better than McDonald's. I will also tell you about my nausea that I've been feeling. Give you an update on that. And I had a dental procedure done yesterday. And let's just say I ended up spending $300 that I didn't expect to spend. (sighs) Why did I get talked into this? All this and so much more coming up on today's episode, season 10, episode 67 of Life with Hula, starting right now. Welcome back. It is Life with Hula, the podcast. My name is Hula, and you've made it to my podcast. Season 10, episode 67. Actually, I'm surprised I made it to my podcast. If you listened to the show yesterday, you know what I'm talking about. I'll go over that in a second. But if you're a new listener to the show, thank you so much for tuning in and pushing play. If you would like to follow the podcast, uh, you can subscribe, and you can also rate and review the podcast. Let me know what you think about it. Just go to any podcast platform you listen to podcasts from, whether it be iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. You can just search for Life with Hula, and you can subscribe there and rate and review. Also, if you could do me a favor, you can also vote for this podcast. There's this list called um, Podcast Magazine, and they have a a top 50 list of all the the podcasts from around the country that are, uh, you know, in the hot 50. And you can vote for me to be in there. So all you got to do is go to podcastmagazine.com slash hot 50 and then type in life with Hula. I'm also on social media. The podcast itself is on facebook.com slash life with Hula. Or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Clapper, Clubhouse. It is Hula SD, H-U-L-A-S-D. So again, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Like I said, I'm surprised I'm here. I've been feeling uh, nauseous. If you heard yesterday's show, uh, episode number 66, you know I was feeling a little nauseous. Um, and it was because after I ate a turkey patty melt, I felt like I was eating blood for some stupid reason. And it made me throw up. And so all day yesterday, I just kept thinking, like, I can't eat anything. I need to, you know, I grabbed as much groceries that I could that would allow me not to eat any meat whatsoever. Um, I even grabbed, you know, it was macaroni and cheese day. So I grabbed Amy's baked broccoli mac and cheese, which is delicious. Um, but I had me some of that. I was planning to make tostadas with, uh, some sort of meat, but I'm instead going, I purchased, um, last night, uh, black bean, uh, refried beans, and it's going to be uh, bean and cheese tostadas. So that's what I'm going to do. I did instead last night. So yeah, I, I just didn't plan on feeling nauseous and all day yesterday I was still feeling nauseous and every time I thought of food it just made me want to hurl so as of right now I'm still on some weird vegetarian no meat situation I just don't even the thought of meat makes me sick and I don't want to even think about it but of course that's what I do I in the mornings I work out and as I'm driving home I think well what am I going to eat today for the whole day I plan out my day I know it's weird I'm a planner but uh, that's what I do, and so no meat again today. We'll see what happens. It's just yeah, strange, 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 strange. But I will tell you, um, yesterday, I, something that I did eat, so my girls love mac and cheese, and it was National Mac and Cheese Day, so why don't, get, why don't I get some, some mac and cheese? Get them some mac and cheese, what I'm trying to say. So I went to KFC, got mac and cheese, 
and then got a large fry. Can I just tell you, bet you didn't know that they changed up the uh, french fries at KFC. I might have talked about this in a previous podcast, but just as a reminder, they no longer have the potato wedges. Those wedges are now gone. They, if you know, or if you don't, KFC and Taco Bell owned by the same kind of company. Well, way back in the, not way back, but a while back, if you remember Taco Bell having these fries called nacho fries, which is uh, lightly seasoned fries uh, with um, cheese dip. Well, nacho fries are no longer at Taco Bell. They got rid of them. They were there for a limited time offer. But instead, the French fries that are very similar to those fries have now moved to KFC's. KFC has a French fry. Maybe they, they claim it has 11 herbs and spices. I don't know. But it whatever it was, it was freaking delicious. And it, it just, it, it's amazing. And I'm here to tell you, for those that know, I am a McLoyalist. But I have to tell you, the KFC French fries are by far the most delicious things I've ever eaten. Yep. I hate to say it, but they are so damn freaking delicious. I, they've moved to my top ranking. Like I know I just did a TikTok about McDonald's fries being the best fries. Mm -mm. You need to try these new KFC fries. My goodness, are they good? And then make, get yourself some cheese dip sauce. We had some nacho cheese in our pantry. So I used that. Oh my God, it was so good made my own like little nacho fry. It was delicious. Trust me, if you like salty, if you like crunchy, these KFC fries are no joke. I didn't really care so much for the potato wedges at KFC. Like I would get them and just eat them, but I wouldn't really like, if you, you know, had a gun to my head, I wouldn't be like, these are the best fries. I wouldn't rank them. These now new KFC fries that they have, these crispy KFC fries are amazing. And I didn't think I was a crispy person because if you know, you know, McDonald's fries, they, they just have that, they, they're, some of them are crunchy, some of them are mushy, some of them are, you know, they're, they're, they're flimsy at times. They're, I don't really like crunchy, crunchy uh, French fries, but apparently these KFC fries have changed my mind because they were freaking crunchy and I loved them. I cannot talk to you more about KFC fries. They are delicious. I need to search. Um, I'm going to search right now while I, I'm talking on the podcast. KFC French fries. I'll tell you a better description of them besides me keep you know saying that, oh, they're delicious. Um, so I guess they came out last year. KFC Secret Recipe Fries. Uh, they had a taste test last year. So um, – that's what they're called. They're called KFC's or Kentucky Fried Chicken's Secret Recipe Fries. Um, and they are amazing. Um, they have ruined my whole situation with the fact that um, they're better than McDonald's. So reportedly, as you know, they're seasoned with the same 11 mysterious herbs and spices you'll find on the chicken. Um, and... Uh, yeah, the wedges aren't there anymore. Uh, they're very crunchy. They're salty. Um, they're very delicious. I was trying to read up of like what the descriptive of these fries are, but it's saying, it just says KFC is now serving French fries and they taste just like it's chicken. Uh, you know, it's good. It's delicious. I'm so sorry I slept on this because it's really good. 
Um, so yeah, go try it for yourself. I'm my mouth is watering. So that at least I knew I can eat that, which is great. Um, speaking of food in general, it looks like Panda Express. Uh, they're trying out some new plant-based orange chicken, which I may have to try because now all of a sudden I'm on this kick of becoming vegan or vegetarian. And it's going to be happening in the summer. Beyond Meat has been open about their aspirations beyond plant-based beef. And recently, the company is putting a renewed focus on chicken. Last week, they announced the official release of Beyond Chicken Tenders, at least uh, nearly 400 restaurants nationwide. And now they're going after Panda Express's signature dish, the orange chicken. Um, besides the original orange chicken, as the new meat-free meal it is called, is billed by Beyond Meat as being unlike any plant-based chicken you've ever had. The company adds that it is a brand new plant-based chicken invention um, and found exclusively at Panda Express. And of course, it delivers the irresistible crunchy texture and sweet signature sweet and tangy flavor that guests love. So... Despite the lofty pitch beyond the original orange chicken, won't immediately come to Panda Express uh, right away. Um, instead, the new dish, which will debut on July 26th, will be served at select locations in New York City and Southern California, where I'm from, hopefully San Diego. Um, it'll be on for a limited time only, um, and they will serve. I, I guess you can, they've set a, a countdown clock for these people. I'm going to, let me, I see this right here. Let me click on this. I'm hoping that the countdown clock is here in San Diego because that would be coming soon, Panda Express. Um, can I find it where I am? What's the first? Let's see our locations. Okay, okay. I see this. I see it coming. I'm going to click on here. Actually, I'm, I'm um, location details, which I have now. And am I able to get their this new orange chicken? I don't know. It's not giving me any. I don't know where it's happening. It's not happening. Come on, come on. Give me the countdown. Orange chicken, plant based. Let me go back to the original website that I had before. Don't allow. They want to look at my current. Find out what you might be on your wildest expectation. Okay, this is on the website right now on Panda Express, but I don't know if it's on, um, if it's coming to San Diego. We'll find out in 11 days because there is a countdown clock right now. This is 11 days. So get ready for new plant-based orange chicken. Um, if you are a fan of tacos, it looks like McCormick is hiring a director of taco relations and you get a $100,000 paycheck. Um, talk about a dream job, right? Well, it looks like, um, the new McCormick is looking for a director of taco relations. Um, it's pretty much open to anybody. Actually comes from some serious, with some serious pay, $100,000 paid out at $25,000 per month. And if you want to hold this lofty title, applicants be prepared to put in the real work. Despite what the Spice Company has hinted at this, the job is a lot more than just getting paid to eat tacos. In the role's official description, McCormick explains that applicants will be expected to work 20 hours a week for up to four months, including attending virtual meetings and occasionally traveling to both the McCormick headquarters and other taco locations in the U.S. Responsibilities include things like keeping tabs on taco trends by scouring social media and talking with chefs, developing content for McCormick's social channels, and consulting uh, in inspirational and approachable taco recipes incorporating McCormick's taco seasoning. 
So this is something uh, that is open to anybody who's 21 years of age, a U.S. resident with a valid ID. And like I said, a previous taco job is not a prerequisite to submit, just a love of tacos. Um, applicants have to submit a creative video showcasing their personality and passion for tacos. And uh, beyond highlighting why they deserve the chance to be the first ever director of taco relations, um, applicants share their best taco tidbits, including but not limited to their go-to and unique taco recipes, taco-themed trivia, and knowledge. So you can submit um, until July 20th at McCormick.com slash Director of Taco Relations, and you can find all the details on the job there. So if you're a taco aficionado, I recommend you going there. And then speaking of San Diego, this is big news here in the town I live in, since Escondido, because it's right near Valley Center, which is another town. Um, uh, northern San Diego, it looks like Gordon Ramsay's largest Hell's Kitchen is coming to Valley Center. Um, they're going to be partnering with Harrah's Resort Southern California to launch a brand new Hell's Kitchen restaurant that is opening in spring of 2022. It's saying the new location will be the largest Hell's Kitchen restaurant to date with 332 seats. It's the f new eatery will be the first for Southern California and third in the U.S. The restaurant design and menu will be inspired and, exec and executed by the long-running Fox Culinary Competition series of the same name. Um, according to Harris, guests will be able to experience Hell's Kitchen in three areas, including an elevated bar, full-service restaurant, and lounge. Um, Hell's Kitchen at Harris Resort SoCal represents one of the most exciting projects to date, says Bob Mazzetti the, of the Rincon Tribe. It's coming to Funner. They call this area called Funner San Diego or Funner, California. Sorry, Funner, California. Um, Hell's Kitchen currently operates in Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Caesars Palace in Dubai, and Harvey's Lake Tahoe. And now it is coming to Valley Center in San Diego. So get ready for that. Um, so that's a big deal. Big, 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 big food news. Taco relations person, Hell's Kitchen, and then try, try the French fries. <laughs> plant-based uh, orange chicken, lots of good things to look forward to uh, when it comes to food news, which I love. Love me some food news. So um, I've told you the update in regards to my vomiting. That's that's always fun. Oh, so here's the deal that I wanted to share with you guys, um, something that happened. So yesterday, I went to the dentist, and I had to get a new crown. If you hadn't heard a podcast uh, previously, uh, about four weeks ago, I talked about being at the dentist and having to get a crown, and they gave me a temporary crown, um, and I didn't really eat on my right side. I'd always ate, ate out of my left side because of this temporary crown that I didn't want to crack. So got through all that, went to the dentist yesterday, got the new crown put in. I'll tell you, man. Like, I've gone to the dentist. I'm not scared of the dentist. I'm not the type of person that, like, is fearful of shots. Um, like, I don't mind the needle so much. Like, it hurts, but it's not like I'm really scared of it. Um, the numbing part is annoying, but whatever. They didn't numb me up, just so you know. But I will tell you, there's been times where I've had things done, and the dentist is always like, hey, it's going to feel extremely cold. It's going to feel extremely hot. Just, you know, let us know if it does. And it never really does for me. Like, I'm my pain tolerance is pretty high until yesterday. So yesterday, they kept putting this fake or the crown on, like, they took the old temporary crown off with a one, like, 
you can hear it crack and then they pulled it off no big deal and then they were like just so you know the little leftover of whatever you know because if you don't know a crown is basically covering your tooth they take the tooth and they file it down to a nubbin and then they place a crown or a fake tooth on top of your nubbin so your tooth is still there it's just now surrounded by a fake tooth i have a, a crown on my left side and so this is my second crown that i have on my right side so the first couple times they put it on without the cement and they're like it's going to be cold so get ready so they put it on and it was annoying it was annoyingly cold but whatever i had to do it like they had to put it on pull it off pull it on pull it off like have me bite down then they you know they're trying to fit it into my mouth so it doesn't feel awkward or weird and then the dentist says okay we're going to put on the uh, cement it's going to be cold so i apologize for that i said yeah whatever you've been doing you've told me that all day and you've been pulling off and on this this crown on that tooth area and it's been pretty cold but it's annoyingly cold so they put the cement on and then they shove i don't want to say shove they put the tooth on my nubbin can i just tell you he was not joking like this was so cold imagine have you ever just like put ice and then in in a jug and full it, filled it with water and just let it sit for like a minute and then stuck your hand down there for a good amount of time that's what my tooth felt like it was freezing like fuck it i was like fuck 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 like sorry language but it was cold and then after it was all said and done, he's like, okay, you're all good. And I started laughing and his hands were still in my mouth. I said, oh, yeah, you weren't kidding when you said it was cold. Oh my gosh, dude, it was freezing. Like, just go ahead and shove an ice cube and just put it in my exposed tooth. Just, uh, oh my gosh, it hurt. It was annoying. It hurt. It was cold. Uh, it was, ex it was, it was a pain. It was, a, it, it was an excruciating, but it was definitely painful. But that's not why I'm upset. So we go through that. And then before actually this procedure, the front desk is like, hey, you know, you had a conversation with the dentist before about getting um, this mouth guard thing because I had told him a story about how I had my last crown and it popped off. And he says, oh, do you grind or, you know, clench when you sleep? And I told him I clench because I caught myself with clench jaw. And he's like, oh, we'll fit you for a mouth guard. When I heard him say that the first time, he, I will fit you for a mouth guard, in my head I was thinking, they're going to fit me, and if I don't want it, I don't have to get it. When I walked in yesterday and the receptionist was like, oh, and I, I guess you're going to have a fitting for a mouth guard. It's going to cost you $300. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't have an extra $300 to spend, and it's not necessarily necessary. It's not – it's a it's an added cost, you know. So we get to the dentist. And the dentist is like, oh, yeah, remember we have that fitting? And he, by while this is happening, he has his hands in my mouth. And I'm like, um, you know, I was thinking about not. And he goes, it would really help with your teeth. I think you definitely should do that. Like immediately coming at me without even me like finishing my sentence. And then finally I was just like, okay. Like that's how it sounded like with my mouth, with his fingers in my mouth. Okay. So I ended up paying fucking $300 for a mouth guard which I haven't gotten yet, but I just know me and uh, I, I'm, I hate 
sleeping like with things on my fingers like when i had the injury to my finger and i wrapped it i took it off while i was asleep i remember um what were some other things that i've like i don't i i just i imagine myself putting this mouth guard in trying to fall asleep and then taking spitting it out and just wherever it lands it lands because i just i i can picture myself doing that while i sleep which would serve no purpose it's a 300 hundred dollar investment for no reason at all because i'm probably not going to end up using it so i spent 300 dollars on a mouth guard that it's not really going to help why would i do that why can i just say no I I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm that person that really like salespeople probably love or like people who try to upsell really love because it's hard for me to say to no people, to no to people. I know coworkers love to pawn off work on me because I don't like to say no, but my goodness, why I'm an idiot. I'm smacking myself in the head. Why the hell did I buy this? I don't need it. It's not like my teeth are really that bad. I'm not clenching that bad. It does. I do get headaches. Um, not all the time, though. Maybe it'll work. Maybe I'm just being overly dramatic right now, which I know I am. But maybe I'll try it once and it'll work wonders. And maybe I won't feel the clenchy or the stiff neck. Who knows? But, man, I'm an idiot for doing that. So dumb. It's not, you know, it just... It, you would think if you knew where I was from that I would be better about saying no. The reason I bring this up is I actually, it's funny, the director of where I work right now, he's from where I grew up. Here in San Diego, there's a place called Spring Valley. Not very many people know about it. And when you hear it, you're like, huh? It's like everybody goes, where's Spring Valley? And I'll say, oh, it's like near La Mesa or Paradise Hills. And they'll go, oh, okay. So Spring Valley is this little city you may have heard of it because that's where Nick Cannon is from. But let's get this straight. Spring Valley's pretty large. Nick Cannon grew up on the good side of Spring Valley. Uh, he went to Monta Vista High School. He grew up near kind of where rich people grew up. Where I grew up in Spring Valley was the ghetto side. As a matter of fact, my high school was called Mount Miguel. And when people from San Diego hear that I went to Mount Miguel High School, they'll go, oh, crap, you went to Mount Miguel? Like there's no other nickname for the school that I went to. It's just Mount Miguel. It's very much just Mount Miguel. So I was talking to my director about the school we grew up in and the gangs we had. Like our school was a mixture of so many different cultures, like different, like I, I want to say 25% African-American, 25% Asian, 25% Hispanic, 25% Caucasian. And we all just intermixed. But there were gangs there. There was definitely Crips. There was Bloods. There was the green colored gang. They called it Sindo. Um, I think there was a Latin Hispanic gang that was there. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of gang. There was a DWK, Devil Worship Kids, that were around. Like, there was a lot of gangs in Spring Valley. But people don't know. People think, oh, Spring Valley, La Mesa. La Mesa is actually a nice area. Spring Valley, not so much. You're kind of sitting where one edge is near Paradise Valley Road and Paradise Hills and Skyline. And if you're from San Diego, you know those mean, like, Get the ghetto areas, you know, but it also also lies around La Mesa, um, El Cajon, and those are kind of a nice like suburbia. But uh, where I grew up, not so. It was very suburbia, but very low income, <laughs> middle income families. 
So yeah, I, I grew up, I, I had friends that were in gangs. I've had friends who, who died, who committed suicide. Um, I've, who got into gangs, the whole gamut. I've seen it. It doesn't sound like I would be that person that lived in that area, but I did. So I just bring it up because it was something funny and it's something that people from Spring Valley would know how to say the word no. Just wrapping back around that, that I should have said no next time. I'm going to say no, but I'm going to give these, this thing a chance, this uh, mouth guard thing that I have to wear. Anywho, I'm going to head out. Um, thank you so much for tuning into this show today. Again, if you want to follow me on social media, feel free to do so by searching for me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Clapper Clubhouse, at HulaSD, H-U-L-A-S-D. You can also vote for this podcast, podcastmagazine.com slash hot50. And follow me on my other two podcasts, uh, Leader of the Club podcast, which comes out every weekend. It's my podcast where there's two Disney geeks and we share everything about Disney. All the Disney news you need. And we'll be talking about the season finale of Loki. There's another season coming up. So I say season finale, not series finale. Season finale of Loki. Uh, and we'll talk about that this weekend. Also, we are going to um, talk about other Disney news. It's up right now, Leader of the Club. And I have another podcast called Asian Voices Radio Podcast. We actually talked to um, a woman. Her name's Kiki Young. She is a comedian. And she created the group Asian, uh, sorry, Crazy Woke Asians. And it's a comedy uh, comedy group that uh, raised funds uh, for charities and for, you know, stop Asian hate groups. And it's great. It's an amazing uh, podcast. I had a, a great conversation with her. So make sure you take a listen. That's Asian Voices Radio Podcast. Um, other than that, you guys are awesome. And I appreciate you tuning into the show. Have an amazing Thursday. And I will catch you all up tomorrow, uh, Friday. And I'll tell you all about what we're doing this weekend, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Thanks again for tuning in to Season 10, Episode 67 of Life with Hula, the podcast. And I will catch you tomorrow. Bye.